Good evening, how are you doing? I'm Graham Stanard, this is Phoenix FM. Many thanks once again to Che Out the Yard for Fifty Shades of Che the last couple of hours. And uh, now I'm here for Musical Meanderings for the next two hours and perhaps a bit. More interviews tonight, another wonderful conversation, this time with Coastlands. Let's see how it unfolds. On 98FM and online, this is Phoenix FM.
This is Phoenix FM.
got us uh, up and running quite admirably. First of all, another track by the band I came across the last couple of weeks from Berlin, Neander. Caught them on a Stone Meadow of Doom. Uh, good to uh, discover them. And that was uh, from their, uh, their debut album, the first track from it, Capra. The uh, album self-titled came out at uh, the start of uh, this year, in fact, in February. How are you doing? I'm Graeme Stannard. This is Musical Meanderings, and uh, thank you for joining me once again. It's always wonderful to have your company, and uh, looking forward to, to uh, tonight's show. Another wonderful conversation, this time with uh, Jason Sisoyev uh, from Coastlands. And so there'll be a little bit of a Portland organ theme, which uh, started tonight's show uh, with the second song I played. You just heard there, Tar Pit, from their uh, self-titled debut album, a uh, song called Rune. I do, you know, that's the first, again, song from the album and uh, quite a mighty launch into it. I do love that sound, kind of heavy, but with a bit of a groove to it as well. So hopefully you enjoyed that and uh, yeah, so it got us going. So uh, I'll shortly actually be playing their songs by Coastlands and my uh, chat with Jason. But to kind of uh, continue us into that direction, a band that he mentioned also from that area and they've also had a new album out. They're called Elsia. Check this out. This is called Higher, Further and Faster.
love about instrumental music is that how many different styles it can bridge and uh, the different emotions and feelings that you can present through the music uh, without the need for words. Like the start of the show when I played Neander, they uh, cross into the more doom metal, stoner style, even uh, black metal in some of the elements to it. And uh, I guess partly why, uh, yeah, it really incorporates into the show really well, into musical meanderings because of all the different styles I play, I guess, over the past few months, I have dealt on the more heavier styles of music and then into post-rock as well. But uh, yeah, through these uh, more instrumental styles, you can seem to touch on uh, different styles really well. And there are another couple of wonderful examples, a band that I've been enjoying a lot. You just heard there, Legendary Skies from Austin, Texas. Their album, uh, which came out towards the end of last year, Navigation. That's a wonderful song called Greatest. I just love the crescendo in that and the layers of the guitar. A fantastic example. And before that, a wonderful suggestion by Jason from Coastlands. Elsia, who had their album out uh, last month. Number one, Awaken the Stars. Fantastic track from it. Higher, further, faster. Yeah, and a bit more like um, Neander. They bridged into the more heavier elements as well. But then, of course, in the likes of post-rock, you can get the uh, soundtrack style ambient edges to it as well. And so I thought, now, before uh, chatting to uh, Jason, I thought I'd uh, just play you uh, another wonderful new discovery on the uh, Where Post-Rock Dwells YouTube channel. They uh, posted this this week, a fantastic band from Oakland, California. This is Wander and the title track to their new March album.
Yeah, wonderful example of how that music can uh, go on such a journey with the uh, ambient build-ups and then those fantastic crescendos and all the layers. That's Wander. The new album is called March, appropriately released in March. And that's the title track. And uh, yeah, it brings me to uh, play my conversation with uh, Jason Sisoyev from Coastlands, because when I first heard their new album, The Further Still, it just, uh, yeah, reminded me of all those elements that I enjoy about the music. The journeys and the crescendos and just uh, how it makes you feel when you listen to it. And uh, they're great proponents of that. And it's always fantastic to learn more about the bands and how they started out on their journey and got to get into the style of music. It's uh, quite particular and uh, great to learn more about them. And uh, yeah, good to get in touch with Jason. And I want to play my conversation with him. Uh, Starting off, though, with a song from The Further Still, here's Tired Eyes.
Hey, Graham. Hi, Jason. Yes, I can hear you now. Hey, all right. How you uh, doing, man? Oh, uh, well, thank you for joining me. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you having me. Ah, uh, no, a pleasure. Um, yeah, because to kind of, I guess, start the conversation to a degree, you know, thank you for joining me here in this little recording uh, once again for uh, Musical Meanderings on Phoenix FM. It's just that I've been uh, enjoying your music, been listening to uh, Coastlands, the, the first album since uh, hearing it, The Further Still, which came out not too long ago. So I guess, yeah, I just wanted thank to so uh, um, get in touch and just learn more about you, basically. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're stoked on this new record. We're stoked on kind of the, the direction. It was, uh, it was kind of the first record that we all were really excited about, like every bit of it. And we spent a lot of time kind of making sure that every aspect of it was exactly what we wanted. Whereas we kind of didn't do that on other ones. We sort of rushed through it because of time and budget mainly. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, so what's your kind of background in music? What kind of got you on this journey? Uh, so my, my personal background in music, I, uh, I kind of always was interested in music. I, I grew up, my, my parents always really encouraged it. And uh, I think at a young age, I started playing I started playing drums was actually my first instrument. I, I play guitar in Coastlands, but I remember, yeah, I, I mean, first time I, I heard any, any sort of music coming around the house was probably from uh, my, my sister playing piano, my brother's playing guitar and just was always just really, really interested in, in music performance and everything like that. And, uh, and that kind of just grew played drums and bands growing up and and then kind of transitioned over to guitar in high school and then had a couple other projects that were kind of similar but, but kind of more along the uh, kind of more like ambient um, they were still instrumental but they were kind of near the end of high school started playing that and started getting into more bands like you know explosions god is an astronaut caspian uh, okay yeah yeah you know, like saxon shore and stuff stuff like that and uh it was meeting other like-minded musicians and kind of just started kind of diving more in into that realm because i felt like it fit more of the direction that i had, had always wanted to I, the bands that i played in previously were you know more like uh kind of rock bands indie bands and yeah. um, and that sort <laughs> so and, and i never felt like it really totally supported uh, the the direction and the vision that i kind of had in my head Okay, yeah, that's what you mean. Uh, it sounds like as well you had a bit of a supportive environment growing up. Absolutely. You know, with your family already you know, playing instruments as well, so your parents were, were supporting any direction you would have gone in down that avenue. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have, like, tried to get you to get, like, a serious job or anything like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, they, they, they were very um, – didn't really put too much pressure on – what they wanted they were more like hey if it's if it's something that you love you should you should pursue it and you know make it what you do every single day and that's where i'm almost to now so it's pretty excited about that yeah it's a, a great opportunity what a wonderful uh, way to uh, bring up a child and, yeah absolutely uh, yeah and so what drew you to that genre of music in particular it is something in particular isn't it yeah just just kind of the um it all feels really for, for lack of a better word it just feels really emotional yeah, like I was I was really into a lot of post hardcore bands and uh, I mean band and like shoegaze, you know, bands like Slow Dive. Oh, yeah. um, growing up, and then yeah, I I think a friend gave me a copy of one of the early Explosions. I forget if it was one of the records or if it was one of the the EPs, but they 
but I, I think it was just a burn seed. They, they gave me some of that. And that was kind of the first time I heard that and was like, oh, this, this totally lines up with a lot of the bands that I was already listening to, but it just doesn't have the, doesn't have the lyrics. It doesn't have the, you know, a lot of the screaming stuff like that, but it still is equally as heavy, yeah. both in emotion and instrumentation too. Yeah, there's a bit of a trend now of, well, there's been examples over the, for a while, but recently of instrumental styles of music. And you can share a lot of emotions, as you say, in uh, mm-hmm. instrumental music. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So how did you uh, get the band together? What was the formation of it? The band originally started, uh, it was between my friend Nick and I, we were just a duo. It was more of a studio project. We would kind of just, we would just write music along with, like, it, it wouldn't really be, we wouldn't actually be really writing songs. We would just be kind of, just kind of writing sketches and kind of just making things that we really liked. You know, it just remained a studio project for a number of years. We didn't really do too much with it. Then in about, I think it was 2015 or so, or it may have, may have been in 2014, 2015, I brought in, who's the now guitarist, Jordan, mm-hmm. who helped me finish some of the uh, some of the songs that I've been working on and kind of uh, I mean he's just such an incredible player and he has just such a uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right words like he, he has such a particular style that it was it fit perfectly because it was different than the plane that I that I did so it really it pushed me to do better things it pushed me to grow it pushed the band to grow and then we met the our now drummer Rick who I basically became full-time in 2015. And that's around the time that we started writing our first, I considered our first record um, to be found. It's sort of uh, the first, the first record as when we formed a full band, that's when we really started playing out live. That's when we started flirting with the idea of going on tours. And and, uh, that's sort of where it kind of grew from was about then and yeah i mean we're all very different and we're all very similar in, in, in a lot of ways
wonderful blend for a band, isn't it? Because you all have different influences, different backgrounds. And then when you're together, you share the music that you enjoy at the moment. And then what you create together can be something different. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, I mean, with with Jordan's, like, he just, I mean, he just writes these absolutely gorgeous, just beautiful, like, they're heavy, but they're extremely emotional. Sometimes they're fast, sometimes they're slow. Um, and then combined with what what Rick's doing on the drums, like, like, Rick is just the best drummer I've ever met. And he's the most humble dude I've ever met about it. That's why I'm bragging on, on him a little bit. Is like, he's just absolutely, like, the best dude best musician i've ever met and it's just we i don't know I, I feel lucky to have him as a friend and and have him in the band with us because he his influences are are all over the map too i mean he's he's like really into gospel drumming and just because it's it's so intricate and yeah. he has his he has his own side project uh wind mountains move where he it's it's more kind of lo-fi hip-hop um, oh okay and, yeah and, yeah and just just super super cool uh and then all of our influences all together, it's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of like this this weird casserole of uh, influences yeah. when it all comes together. But we all equally push each other with our influences because we'll be like, oh, well, like, uh, ch- you know, check out this band. I want to write a song that, you know, it has this feel to it. And we're like, oh, I've never heard that. And then we'll combine it with, uh, you know, other feels from other influences and stuff. And yeah, it's definitely a... Uh, it's like an ever-growing relationship between all, all of our influences and how we uh, challenge each other to write different stuff because we all definitely don't listen to the same music. <laughs> but it's wonderful that you uh, have that enthusiasm and joy that you're together. And uh, it sounds like, yeah, you have a great time and very you know fluid and positive source of creativity can come out of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, definitely. There, um, I won't say that it's it's always been like that. Like there has been past times, like past versions of, of the band where we had members that didn't really support that so much. Yeah. Um, that, you know, brought in a lot of negativity. Um, but as, as the state of the band is now, like we're trying to keep it that way. Like we're just, we're three goofy guys who are just trying to deal with our emotions and, and write beautiful music and just, and just leave it at that. Like it doesn't need to be anything more complicated than that, you know? And when you have the vision there, it's very natural for bands to evolve a little bit and have the odd change early on personnel. Mm-hmm. But once you, if you have that core of what you want to achieve, then the right people will come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, yeah, it sort of flows and creates its own, vision i suppose <laughs> at, at a certain point like the big the band becomes this relationship and this full separate entity that's like outside of the three of us it's almost like the band is the fourth member if that if that makes any sense yeah. i don't know if i'm getting like too deep into that. <laughs> no for sure the more deep the better yeah it really gets a picture of it um and you said like the previous record to be found was like kind of the start of the latest part of the um of the band together but yeah you, yeah. Well, you, had, you had quite a little bit of material before that yeah, the the bit of material before that was was mainly just let's see, Jordan plays a lot and like started bringing in his influence on the record right before that, "Come Morning and Radiant Light," which, which right. is definitely that that was that was recorded all all at home. It's not a studio record. And then same with uh, same with pretty much everything before that too. It's just everything was recorded just kind of just sort of bedroom producing everything together just because we didn't we didn't really have much of a vision or really know what we wanted to do with it and it was still it was very fun like in its infancy and it's still a lot of those things a lot of the ways that we 
would write back then still is still true today. It's like a lot of those things still carry through, but we just, we have much more of a focus, I guess now on, on kind of what we're, what we're doing and where we want to go and all that. Yeah. And I guess, uh, but I can see that, you know, your list of those uh, records on Bandcamp is that there were, you know, you still released the, the lovely album covers and they're just examples of that evolution, I guess, what you're experimenting with and writing. And I guess it leads me on to asking if there's anything in particular that you want to share. As you say, there's resonance with emotion that you express in the music, but uh, is there anything that comes through with songwriting? Anything in particular that you, that's what I'm looking for, that uh, is cathartic in any way that you, you express out? Oh, I mean, it's definitely, definitely cathartic. I mean, all of us have like, I, separately we have our own you know mental hang-ups and and a lot of it, a lot of it just through touring together we've helped each other deal with our own anxieties and depressions and stuff because it what <laughs> I, I think there was a point where where we didn't realize we all had just the the sort of like default mode of uh, of like having depression and and like struggling with that and when we all started talking about it and really connecting with each other through that, I mean, it's brought us closer and then it's just made it easier for us to write songs. Like a lot of the demos, we're working on writing a new record right now. And a lot of the demos are just titles of things like, like, oh, that weird feeling before we left for that thing or, or something like yeah. that. So there'll, there'll be a lot of the the melodies will be kind of inspired by stuff like that or, or things that we're going through because we all, all separately I mean, it's, it's never happened all, all at the same time have had like, you know, little minor uh, breakdowns on at, at different points in writing music and, and dealing with things. And it's it's really awesome having having the two other dudes just be able to all support each other through that and actually be like, oh, like, let's let's get together. Let's let's write some music. Let's you know, let's let's build something out of that. That's like much bigger than whatever's going on inside, you know? Yes. Yeah, so- Beautiful way to put it. And uh, what a connection together as well to be able to share everything like that really honestly and then use it in yeah. a beautiful way because then obviously when you create the music from that, it strikes a chord with people who listen to it. You know, everyone would have felt those things. And when they hear the music, it's like any writing that people do is in any way that you're honest about how you are, other people will hear that and connect with you. And that's a really great way to connect with your, you know, people that enjoy your music. Yeah, I think I, yeah, picked, I, I picked up on that quite a lot, and uh, yeah, it's probably I think one of the, one of the reasons why you know I tuned into it really well. Ah, uh, that man, that's that's just so awesome. Like we we never really know if it. Like, I mean, we try and communicate it as much as we can, but yeah, I mean, there's there's only so much you you can do to you know convey you know the emotion or the kind of the feeling you were the state you were in when you're doing that, and and even like um, there there's a couple songs on the record that we're just inspired by things that were kind of going on around us. And we were like, well, let's, let's write a song that kind of helps us deal with this particular thing just so that we can put it to bed and we can, we can just kind of get over with it. And that, and that was a really cool experience just being, being able to kind of just let go of things by, by way of like creating a piece of music that represents, you know, whether our like frustrations or doubts about certain things. And, um, and yeah, and we're continuing to do that too. It's it, it's been kind of cool having having conversations with different folks over, you know, Instagram or Facebook who've connected on that same level. Because it's like if anyone 
has uh, reaches out to us. I try and talk to him as, as long as I can, and especially if they're going through a hard time. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, like I, you know, I understand where you're coming from. And if you want to chat, let me know. You know, if you're, I had someone write us about a couple of our songs on uh, the further still were kind of centered around death and the the death of people that we'd known and kind of dealing with that. And then someone, it must've connected with them somehow. They, they wrote us about it on, on Instagram. And I just was, you know, just thanking them. I was like, this is huge. I'm, I'm so grateful that you're able to connect with it that way. And just being like, Hey, like I will listen to any, you know, anytime if you're having a bad day, like, you know, hit us up. We're here to talk. We're here to lend it, you know, even if it's just an ear to rant about feelings to like, we're, we're down. <laughs> we're always down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful. Because each of the songs, which as well as a theme I enjoy in whatever, however you describe the genre, post-rock or the ambient side of it, is that you mm-hmm. have the journeys within the songs. So you have the bits where you, you tune into the emotions, but then you have those crescendos. And like, as you mm-hmm. say, they can be heavy as well, like quite beneath the Yangtze River. I just love that when it crescendo in that. I was just listening to that before we spoke. And uh, yeah, and bottom yeah. feeder as well. So yeah, just sort of all different examples in there. And each each time as well, you get to the crescendo, it's, it's a different feeling. So yeah, obviously you can tell each song resonates with some other you know, feeling or something. Well, that's, that's the thing that I always kind of found that really made me fall in love with instrumental music is that it feels real to, okay, let me try and think <laughs> how to say this. It feels real and genuine to emotions. Cause you know, like every single time you have, you have an emotion or like an emotional response to something, it's sparked by something. It might be the same thing. You, you might be, you know, you, you might feel sad or you, you might feel angry or depressed or something like that, but it's, it's different each time. And it's like, there's, there's different records that, that I'll listen to that depending on my mood and depending on what I'm going through at that time, different things will spark different, uh, man, I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to say. <laughs> no, I know, I know where to... you're coming from, actually. That's oh, okay. right. kind of was following you because it's the same in relationships. So we carry this, yeah. these particular wounds or something that we hold within us from a t- particular moment. And when, you know, somebody triggers it in some way, either positive or negative, we like people in a certain way uh, because they feel something within us. Or if they, something come, brings aversion, it's because they pressed a button within us of that old pain. So this can be the same mm-hmm. thing in music as well, where it's interesting, like a, you'll really like a lot of m- music at one time because i remember i used to listen to spiritualize quite a lot you know spaceman three and that was very melancholic um yeah yeah. maybe i was listening too much because it does harmonize you at that and because there is music that harmonizes with that feeling you can end up finding it comfortable and maybe listening to it too much which can kind of keep you in there but then once you go past a certain point when you come back to that music it's different you know you'll still enjoy it but you, you won't need it to have that harmonization with it so much so exactly so when you kind of fix fix things inside yourself then yeah you kind of go past certain things and you don't hear different songs differently after that yeah it's that's kind of the beauty of of music and especially instrumental music because you'll you know like i'll I'll, i try and keep up on most new instrumental rock post-rock post-metal albums that come out just um because i i love to hear what people are creating and then I'll, i'll listen to them through and then Maybe I'll be out on a run or I'll be like out on a hike or something listening to it. And one song that, you know, I've heard maybe two or three times will just hit me in a way where it'll just completely wreck me. Or um, that happened to me at, at, at a festival we were playing. I, I, I was seeing some bands. Who was I seeing? I was seeing uh, it was at Post Fest and we were watching is the day that we played. And then 
man mountain played after us and and i was i was standing there and i've listened to the record so many times since leading up to that and basically since it came out and there was one particular song that it just it hit me in such a way that it was just i felt like i was the only person watching them and i just was kind of you know going over different memories in my head and i was just like this is the most insane thing i like it's bringing up weird emotions and weird things that i've never i've never thought about and but i've i've heard this song a dozen times and had like different responses to it and it's so cool how it can kind of shift and evolve in that uh in that normal way uh it's beautiful
This is Phoenix 98FM. But I'm also noticing that uh, things are happening quicker in that respect because of the way that I'm discovering music now. Uh, maybe it would have happened before, but, or maybe some, some different in the time we're in now. But for example, through some of the YouTube channels, I discover music on like uh, Where Post Rock Dwells or, a yeah. Sto- or Stone Meadow of Doom and some of the he- heavier stuff I listen to that I'm listening to kind of new albums more frequently than perhaps I would have done a while back. And it's great because I'm discovering new music, but then you kind of go through certain things much more quickly. And, you know, I, I, when, and when I go back to uh, a band or an album that I discovered, say, two months ago through those channels or Bandcamp or whatnot, I'll feel different about it. Or, it'll, it'll, as you say, it'll uh, trigger something else even over a shorter period of time than after, uh, you know, perhaps the previous ways I was discovering music and maybe listening to them over longer periods. It feels like there's a kind of a quickening happening in that respect. Definitely. Yeah. I could, I could definitely see that. I've noticed too, with consuming so much music that I really have to, it really exposed, I guess, like the cynicism in me. Right. Where like I would hear, I would hear an album and then I would automatically have a response and be like, Oh, that's, that's similar to these two, three albums. And I kind of had to check myself a little bit and just remember that these, especially if, if it's people that I know and that people that I love and people that I care about that, like just stopping and being like, okay, I, I need to, I need to throw that thought out and I just need to sit and I just need to listen to this music. Cause this is something that is super important to them that they poured their heart and soul into. And I, I need to approach it kind of with, with fresh eyes, not the eyes of like, Oh, this sounds like this album, which sounds like this album. Cause I've, you know, after consuming so much music, yeah. you start, you start to build those pathways and me being like, no, like I, I don't want to be that person who, who has unfairly judges music that I like. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> of course. But also it's very easy to fall into that in general at the moment that uh, there's a lot of division happening at the moment and clashing against each other for, for reasons that shouldn't be the case, you know, to kind of separate us a little bit, which is good that, you know, you, consciously go through that (laughs) everything is so much better when we're doing it together like there's (laughs) (laughs) like there's no reason we need to we need to be assholes to each other you know (laughs) even if it's just mentally or in your head because that's just gonna breed so much other garbage and that's just you're like you're just poisoning yourself you're not doing anything to that person or their music or their band or anything like that you know yes it comes back to that reflection that um, yeah, <laughs> that uh, yeah, it's come bringing something out in you. Then you yeah, you don't need to feed it and project it onto somebody else. You can just you know deal with it yourself and let it go. And uh, yeah, then enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's so it's a like, good feeling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When you go through that, and then yeah, then you can, as you say, see things with them and experience them with fresh eyes without that heavier, unpleasant feeling. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Is there something particular then, like about the scene, like in your area, for example? Are, are there many? Uh, people in this scene in portland i have been coming across quite a few bands from there yeah there's man there are so many awesome bands that have been popping up and it's it's really good kind of the state of uh, instrumental rock and uh post-metal has been just amazing like i uh we've got like withered winds long hallways collective subconscious uh let me think who who else there was a there's another record. I don't know if you've heard it yet by, and I think they're playing actually this weekend. I'm really excited to see them play. Oh, what is their name? It's uh, Elsia. Okay. It's like e- yeah, they they just put out an album, Bandcamp. And I think it's on Spotify too. Just a I'll, really, I'll really up. rad album. Yeah. And I think they're, they're actually playing with 
Withered Winds and Eclectic Subconscious and a few other bands that I'm probably blanking on. But yeah, there's no, there's been so well. many awesome bands. Yeah, <laughs> but also the region you're in as well, that Pacific Northwest. I don't know if there's something particular about it. I spoke to uh, Chris Gar from uh, The Sun Burns Bright, and he's based there now, oh, yeah. not, not far away. And uh, he's such a good, uh, he's so good at sharing music from the scene as well. And he, he enjoys being up there. And I lived in Victoria, Vancouver Island when I was a kid. And you have those forests and the countryside that must really ground you as well. In, uh, oh, definitely. Kind of music. Yeah. I mean, being able to walk, I mean, I, I live maybe... I live in Portland, but I live close to a lot of uh, a lot of parks and you know hiking trails. Where it, it's so awesome just to be able to you know grab a cup of coffee and be like, oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave my phone in the car and just kind of go walk around in the woods, hike for a little bit, and just kind of think and and unplug and kind of it. I don't know. It, it always helps me get a lot of focus, especially if it's a uh, if it's on a particular day that I'm gonna you know I'm set aside just for writing or anything like that yeah, that's a beautiful thing to do because in fact there's like for, for a few different genres are based around there because i think agaloc were from there weren't they oh yeah 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 they were i know portland had a big um it still does have a pretty big metal scene it, it did growing up and then before that it had you know a really big punk scene and and now kind of all of them are kind of combining and crossing into each other which is is great like there's so much good music there's so many incredible musicians and it's it, it's cool to see um, there is sort of that um, community spirit here in Portland with with a lot of musicians like we try and get together. We try and help each other out. We try and, you know, if it's, you know, working on each other's records or if it's uh, even just like, oh, let's just meet up and, you know, grab a beer non <laughs> and do something non music related together. That feels good kind of having that amount of uh just incredible musicians kind of at at your doorstep sort of touched on something with the uh, crossover as well is that you know you kind of have to define music to a degree so people find you and you're able to uh you know promote it in certain ways but uh, there's definitely big blends out there you know you know everything from black metal the instrumental side of things some of the doom metal now is instrumental a bit and stoner mm-hmm. rock of course can uh, have these sort of long adventures so there's definitely big blends and combinations around now yeah yeah it's it's so cool yeah being able to listen to a band you're like you're like oh man they're definitely influenced by these three four things but they're like doing it in such a cool new way yeah oh fantastic so uh you said that you were now kind of getting things together to play live have you been uh doing that a little bit now yeah oh yeah yeah we've been um uh we've been touring probably for the past two years for the most part like we'll do about we'll do two tours a year mm-hmm. and we're about to head over to europe oh in great may yeah well let me know if you hit, you hit london yeah oh yeah we, we definitely will i'm we're off to double check our um itinerary and see but yeah so that should be really great we're um we're playing here in portland we've got a show uh on the 17th and then another show for um it's like we have a Northwest post art collective where it's kind of the same community thing I was talking about where yeah. it's a bunch of like-minded musicians. And then we'll have a couple touring bands come through and we'll just do like a two nights of music for a good amount of price or, a, you know, a good ticket price Yeah, where we can kind of all come together, food, play loud music and kind of just hang out for the weekend. So that's, that's going to be really cool. And uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we're uh, as far as for coastlands. Yeah. We're, we're working on a new record right now, so we're about like two, uh, two thirds maybe, 
maybe just maybe just a little bit over halfway through writing the record and then we're going to start demoing soon and hope to get that stuff out soon we wanted to do it a little bit before um before we leave for europe but we're uh kind of behind on schedule just because we all because the weather's been crazy here right a bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was a this whole thread of snow this weekend which kind of shook things up and it maybe snow it just barely dusted here in the city but changed everyone's schedules up a bit sure is there anything in the new music that's any different Are you a bit of a you know continuation of the change or evolution yeah continuation there's it's definitely heading more towards the kind of the darker, heavier sense. Okay. <laughs> but it's still kind of too early to really tell. Like we're uh, we're writing a lot of music right now and just starting to starting to kind of whittle it down and figure out kind of what what the sound is because it's geez, I think we have like fifteen or twenty songs that that are sort of roughly in the works and then there's like two or three that we've really kind of cut down mm. and they're definitely a little bit more stripped down. But yeah, we're exploring a couple new elements and we'll probably introduce a few, but it, it's still kind of like so early in writing and like kind of the revision process that we're like, I don't really know what this is going to sound like yet, but I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a natural progression from the further still, but uh, you know, maybe a few surprises thrown in there. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, look forward to yeah. hearing it. Yeah. And uh, catching you live as well. That's uh that's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. And I, I love to meet in person and hang out and chat and goof around be fun. <laughs> fantastic. That's uh, given me a wonderful picture here and uh, a good conversation to record and uh, include with some of your music on, you know, I've played some of your music from the album over the past few weeks anyway on the show, but uh, to include it in this conversation when I air it in a couple of weeks and I'll send you the link to it as well. So yeah, it was just wonderful to have your time and uh, speak to you. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you so much for, for listening and kind of everything you do with the, with the community and, you know, promoting the genre. And it's just, yeah, I, I really appreciate everything you do. And I really enjoyed talking to you today. Uh, it's a pleasure, Jason. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, Jason from uh, Coastlands. Um, yeah, wonderful to, to uh, listen to your music, to find out more and speak to you. It was a wonderful conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers, man.
It was wonderful to get the chance to speak to Jason from Coastlands to learn more about them, how they established themselves and are moving forward mightily, and uh, great news about them playing live. I'm looking forward to seeing them when they arrive in London. And uh, yeah, great to hear more about them as well. And the songs I played of theirs actually starting off, like I said, from their latest Further Still album. I played Tired Eyes, then a song from their previous To Be Found album, A World Not Yet Darkened. Then you heard Bottom Feeder during the conversation and finishing off there. You just heard Quiet Beneath the Yangtze River, a particular favourite of mine from the album. I just love that intensity of the crescendo at the end and there's so much going on and the layers are just absolutely fantastic and yeah what I just love about the genre as well is that really hear the history in it like when I was playing Wander earlier you can hear some of the different elements in the guitar sound a bit like uh, some of the 80s influences like uh, Joy Division or Bark Psychosis that kind of thing and uh, of course then you have the orchestral side of things as well like Chris Carr says it's uh, very similar to classical music in that way you can hear the arrangements and the depth to it and uh, how the in- intricate journey goes within it. It's a bit like progressive rock, as I've also described it at times as well. And as always, if you go to the Phoenix FM website, you'll check out the Musical Meandering show page, where you can check out tonight's show and all the previous shows, where I'll have uh, the track listings in full detail, where you can have links to find out more about the bands, the music, where to buy them, for example, and also to be able to listen to the show at your leisure once again. And so speaking of Chris Gar, actually, I thought I'd uh, share another one of his songs uh, from his new album, which came out last month, Longing for a Place Yet to be Seen. The sun burns bright. Here's Never Let Go of the Light. <laughs>
This is Phoenix 98FM.
Another couple of wonderful examples there. Uh, speaking of the more orchestral side of things, I thought that was a good excuse to play this patch of sky. Other stalwarts from uh, Portland and Oregon, uh, part of the theme of uh, tonight's show. What Once Was Lost is the song from their These Small Spaces album of 2017. Such a good band as well, and uh, yeah, they kind of introduce those elements, so uh, great to hear that. And before that, a new song by The Sunburns Bright, otherwise known as Chris Gar, Never Let Go of the Light. Very wise words from the Longing for a Place Yet to Be Seen album. And uh, speaking of, yeah, the orchestral side of things, yeah, there's a beautiful example by this patch of sky, but I like when there's other influences brought in as well, especially piano. And a great proponent of that is Aurora Borealis. And uh, yeah, they they use piano beautifully. And a recent good example of that was a recent Goodbye album of 2018. And I just love the first track, Goodbye 1 and 2.
such a beautiful song, such beautiful music. That's Aurora Borealis from Belgium. And the first track, Goodbye 1 and 2, from the Goodbye album of last year. And that is about it for me, Graham Stannard. Hopefully you've enjoyed the last couple of hours or so of musical meanderings here on Phoenix FM tonight. Thank you once again to Jason from Coastlands, my guest on the show. Wonderful to record that conversation. He was over in uh, Portland and Oregon. And to learn more about them, about his journey with music, such a wonderful supportive background as well. And uh, to hear more about the creation of the new album, The Further Still, I heartily recommend you uh, pick it up. You can uh, check out the link to it for, to Bandcamp on the uh, Phoenix FM show page for Musical Meanderings. So, uh, yeah, much love. Thank you for joining me once again. It's always wonderful to have your company, should you uh, be enjoying it live, out here in Brentwood on 98FM or online via the website or the app or via the Listen Again facility on the website as well. So I'm going to leave you now. As you just heard, uh, goodbye one and two. I thought but uh, might be a nice little segue into hearing Desperdicio Part 1 and 2 from the Swedish post-rock band PG. Lost, so influential as well. Such a great journey within this music. Hopefully you'll enjoy it and have a wonderful easing yourself into a fantastic evening and a weekend ahead. Much love, enjoy, and take care. (laughs) 